Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finish strong Friday presented, of course, by Drew Brandt in the house today. I wanted him on my show. He wanted me on his show. It worked out perfectly. There's a lot to talk about and discuss back and forth going on, not just in the NFL, but in quote-unquote college football, which is becoming more and more professionalized. Before we get to Andrew, we got to announce the winners. I love the winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. People like Blaze De Natale Jewelers. They loved one of our posts on Facebook. I love that you loved it, Blaze. You are a winner. Let me know if you want to sign picture, sign press pass, sign football card. I love the Facebook love. That was awesome. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Russell Gutierrez who had a whole email about how much he loves Raycon earbuds. That was amazing. And then the YouTube shout-out, Don Vito. Don Vito, okay, he went through my Sunday night NFL draft recap and gave, like, time codes for every team underneath it. It was unbelievable, Don Vito. So, Love it. Don Vito, let me know who you want the YouTube shout-out for because I would absolutely love to do that. Um, speaking of shout-outs, I got to shout-out LinkedIn Jobs. It is so easy to create a free post there in minutes to reach your network and beyond. It's 810 million people. How is that even possible? There's like 350 million people in the United States. It's more than double... Every single person in the United States now on LinkedIn. They have simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It is the reason why small businesses, and I've got a few, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, 
Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. That's crazy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so Andrew, I don't know if we've ever done this before where I texted you and said, hey, I got to have you on the show this week with the Tannehill mentor comments, which made me think of Brett Favre when you were in Green Bay, with all the NIL stuff, which involves maybe the best wide receiver in college football, projected first-round pick I've seen you tweeting about, Andrew, as well as just NFL draft thoughts, the AG. I mean, there's just a bunch of things I wanted to discuss with you, and you were like, well, I I have a bunch of things I want to discuss with you. So (laughs) why don't we just discuss them together? It's sort of a... uh, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Business of Sports simulcast, yeah. if you will. Yeah, Russ, I, I'm I'm totally interested in uh, all the things you just talked about, expressing my thoughts, but also hearing your thoughts. And so it worked out well. You know, I'm just back from a week of speaking, and I haven't done that in a couple of years with the, with COVID. We actually talked to some groups this week. One was a corporate group out west. And then I just came back from Miami. There's a group of former soccer players like UEFA, big time soccer players from overseas that is now in the sports management program. They go around the world and hear from different leaders. So they were in Miami. They're doing F1 this weekend. They were visiting the Heat and the Marlins and Inter Milan down, Inter Miami down there. Uh, So I don't know a lot about soccer, but I think a lot of these people listening and watching are going to be like, Wait, you taught this guy Kaka, K-A-K-A. So he was one of my students. I look him up, Ross. The guy's got like 25 million followers on social media. He's like a huge deal. So for people who are into soccer, I think he played for Real Madrid. I mean, of course, these people know that. Uh, I hang out with Kaka the past couple of days. Maybe it's Kaka. I don't even know. Kaka, Kaka. I don't know why I want to say that. I feel like I've heard of that guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you spell it? Do you know? (laughs) K-A-K-A. I'm looking him up right now. He has 30 million followers. 30 million followers. 30 million followers on Twitter? Where is he from? On Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. Oh, my God. So I'll I'll tweet him out. I got a picture with him. Uh, He was asking questions. He was taking notes. You know, uh, just for people who don't know this, the American model of sports versus the European model is extremely different. These guys, and you'd be interested in this, these guys just didn't understand how you have a player that's born in Georgia, goes to school in Texas, gets drafted by Chicago, and then can be traded to, like, Denver. That was just blew their mind. Like, what? How? Like, they don't come up through academies. There's like American sports has three things that make no sense in the European model. Number one is the draft, which is totally like, how do you comprehend a draft? Number two is a salary cap. Like what? (laughs) And number three is you have all these restrictions on free agency, like a franchise tag. They're like, what? Like it's, we're the law and order of sports compared to the rest of the world. There's no question about that. 
That is so interesting, Andrew. I, I, I don't know that much about the international stuff because they have like transfer rights, right? Like, so they have some yeah. restrictions. Well, they have transfer fees. So if like Paris Saint Germain bought uh, Neymar from Barcelona, and and they not only paid Neymar whatever they paid him thirty million a year, fifty million a year. But they paid the team a huge amount. But it's not like a trade. It's just, I, I don't know. And, and you know, there's like three teams in Spain, Real Madrid, Atletico, and Barcelona, that pay, I heard this 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 stat, Ross, 80% of the salaries in that league are the three teams out of like 20 teams. Like, how does that happen? Like, it's just amazing. It's just this sort of free-for-all over there compared to what we're Sounds in. like baseball. Yeah, there's some baseball elements without a cap. Yeah, um, but what a what a nice thing for these former soccer players. You know, they're probably five to 10, 15 years out, kind of like you are to American football, and they're just getting this masters and going around the world and meeting different leaders in sports. Uh, and I was flattered that they asked me to come down and speak. That is so cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I knew you were jet setting all over the place this week. Um, all right. So some of the things I want, you know what? Why don't we start there, Andrew, since you're talking international, how about the NFL this week yeah. announced their international games? I guess the things that jumped out to me are they're getting a game in Germany. That's big. And, and, and they're not messing around, Andrew. They're sending Tom Brady. Yeah. to Germany like somebody made a decision that if we're going to do this let's do it right to send Brady so they're sending Brady to Germany you got the three London games then you've got a game in Mexico City I mean to my knowledge it's the first time where there's games in three countries and all of them I think maybe not the Mexico City one maybe it is I think all of them are the 9 30 a.m can't be that way in Mexico City but the, the European ones are all that 9.30 a.m. window for the, uh, you know, the exclusive early morning game. Yeah, I mean, this is the continuing efforts by the NFL to sort of try to get a new fan base. And it's also interesting to me, as I talked about this week, this sport, for all its popularity here, doesn't translate well overseas. It doesn't. Let's be honest. This is not basketball. So basketball has a base, has a following in other countries. It's easier to understand. It's easier to follow. It makes sense. Football, and I know this so, so well right now from the audience I spoke to for two days, like they don't really get it, you know? And when I was in Barcelona, it was like, why do you have all these stoppages? Why do you have these meetings? You run a play and you meet, you run a play and you meet. I'm like, it's called a huddle. It just doesn't flow well. Now, London has a base, right? London has been following these teams forever. I talked to some NFL uh, fans of the soccer group. Like, yeah, they're going to London. They're going to see the Packers. But I mentioned the Packers. You mentioned Brady. Now it's like you don't have a choice. Now, I don't know the inner workings of the NFL, Ross, whether they actually had a choice. But it just seemed like the Packers were like, nah, you know, we're not going. We don't want to do that. But the 17-game schedule is the big thing here because last year it was AFC 9 games, NFC 8 games. Now it's NFC 9 games, AFC 8 games. So the Bucks and the Packers and some other teams, they're not 
they're losing a home game, but they still have eight home games. And that's something to sort of say, all right, we'll do it. You know, the only team that's going to play seven home games in the NFL this year is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a staple fixture at London. You know, what I think is interesting, a couple thoughts. I actually thought when they went to the 17 games, I thought they would do it so every team had one neutral site game. Mm. So, so you know, maybe not enough for international, but maybe they put a game in Portland, Oregon, or maybe they put a game in St. Louis or whatever, right? Like, yeah. I thought that would be a way for them to get some NFL action, some other cities. I guess there's probably some concern that there wouldn't really be a very good crowd. I mean, it, you know, I don't know who you put at a game in St. Louis. Do they show up or do they boycott it because they're mad at the NFL? I don't know how that would go. The other thing is, I don't know about Rodgers or the Packers. I got to tell you, Andrew, I think, not that he really had a choice, but I would imagine that Brady would embrace this. I would imagine Brady would want to play in the first game in Germany. He has big-time business aspirations. I think he likes to the, the international stuff and the ability to play in the first game in Germany, just knowing him a little bit. Yeah, I think that'll be great. And I, I think... You know, the activation around Brady in Germany and Rodgers in London is going to be huge. I mean, they will now become a little bit more superstars than they are because they'll lock into more of an international base. I mean, I think we're just naming the two biggest stars in the league and over a long period of time, and now they get to expand their brand a little bit. I, I think they'll both embrace it, actually. I, I think they will, and I think, you know... I got to say this about Brady. I want your thoughts on this. He is active and playful on social media. Yesterday was the thing about the tuck rule, the fumble. Are you surprised by this? <laughs> because as I tweeted out, he was 20 years in Belichickia, right? Where he would, he didn't hear a peep from Tom Brady. And these past two years, he's everywhere. I don't think he would be doing this if he were still in New England. And I think he's a genius for doing it. I mean, he has expanded his profile like you wouldn't believe with the social media stuff. I don't know that he'd be doing it in New England. No. And I think it's another reason why he's glad he's not there, to be <laughs> honest with you. I think he's happy to be able to do this somewhere else. Speaking of quarterbacks, I'm going to turn it on you. This Ryan Tannehill, I'm not there to mentor Malik Willis. I experienced this, obviously, with Brad and Aaron. Uh, I, I'm like you. I see no big deal. But I thought it was really interesting. You kind of put it out there on your sarcastic wit on Twitter. <laughs> and Like, this is so bad. And people are coming at you like you just said the world is, is ending. Like, Wow. You know, your, your reaction to doing that and the reaction you got. Well, so, you know, it comes out that Tannehill said it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. Then I saw the video and he's like talking about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily my job to, it's not really my job to mentor him, but if he learns stuff from me and it helps him, then that's great. You know, like, but people cut off the second part of it. They just, they just tweet. <laughs> It's not my, you watch the video and you're like, that's fine. 
but yeah. online people are making it seem like it's horrible. So I tweeted, this is the worst thing any <laughs> NFL player has ever said or done. It was, you know, what's crazy. I actually got a text message from an NFL executive Yeah, saying, dude, you, he said, dude, you, he said, you crack me up because he saw the tweet and thought it was hilarious. And then he went on to say, I, I said, it's scary how many people don't realize it's a joke. Yeah. But they're like, oh, really? Talk. What about Aaron Hernandez, Ross? Like, it's so scary how many people don't realize it's a joke. And he texted back, it's, it's like a societal experiment. It's like a yeah. social experiment. And it's not a good result. There was a, there almost you know, when Elon buys Twitter, there almost needs to be a sarcasm alert kind of thing, um, you know. Where I people- don't know that there is though. I I kind of I kind of enjoy seeing. But then I was thinking about this, Andrew. It's almost like either they don't know me, or they really think I'm that stupid. Like yeah. at some point, the joke's on me. Uh, here's what I would say though about the Tannehill comment, because I think this is important. Could he have phrased it a little bit better? Maybe. But what is the outrage? I mean, so first of all, his job is to win games as the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Think about that. Like, what if he came out and said the opposite? What if he said, Andrew, you know, my real focus is to mentor Malik Willis. My primary focus. Like, Everybody be like, wait, what? No, it's not. Your <laughs> primary focus is to win game. What do you mean? Don't be don't be spending so much time mentoring Malik Willis. Make sure you're ready to go. Make yeah. sure you're ready to play so the Titans can win the division and get back to the play. Like, if you if you phrase it the other way, it's like anything else in life, Andrew. If you if you go the other way and you're like, Yeah, man, uh, that's my primary goal is to mentor Malik Willis. <laughs> that's my number one priority. It would sound so ridiculous. So when he says, it's my job, it's not my job to mentor him. But if he learns stuff from me, that's great. That's exactly right. I had vets that were helpful to me. Yeah, I was helpful to some younger guys at times. I never thought it was my job to mentor younger guys at all, especially when they were drafted and they were coming to take my job. I didn't think it was my job to do that. But even the guys that helped me, Andrew, they didn't. It wasn't their job to mentor me. They might have given me a tip or two here or there. You know what I really did though? I followed them. Yeah. I watched what they did. Yeah. I asked questions. I watched the way Dave Zott was in walkthrough, treating every step of walkthrough like it was the Super Bowl. I watched, you know, John Jansen finish plays. I watched Ben Coleman go in the cold tub every day after like you 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 learn by watching. Yeah, Those guys aren't a, like going out of their way to mentor you. The whole that, concept is so stupid in my mind. I agree. And I watched practice for 10 years and, and the, the red jerseys of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's how you mentor because he's out in practice and they after he throws a play or after Rodgers did a play, there's the quarterback coach and they're going over this sheet and that's and what is what is every shot of a quarterback after they come off the field is it's sitting on the bench with the quarterback coach on the right and the backup on the left 
and every shot of the offensive line, it's the backups standing there around them. That's mentoring. You know, it's like, come on, people. And every the other part of this is Ryan Tano is going to be replaced. Brett Favre was going to be replaced. Aaron Rodgers is going to be replaced. This is the nature of the business. And whether, you know, you mentor, you ignore, you freeze out, you talk, it, it's happening. And it's not just quarterback. People get focused on quarterbacks. It's the constant inexorable turnover of the NFL. Andrew, we got to talk NIL before I let you go. And yeah. maybe maybe we'll have some other conversation about it. So I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up just to talk about what NIL is. Because I know it's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Business of Sports Podcast. And I know we primarily talk NFL. But this has NFL ramifications because part of it is going to be the guys getting the most money and moving around are going to be some of the best players, the NFL players. But also, there are guys, we've already seen this in college basketball. You know, Oscar Shibway, who went to high school in Pennsylvania, he's not going pro in, in the NBA. He's staying at Kentucky because he's supposed to get over $2 million yeah. to play one more season at Kentucky. He's the first uh, NCAA player of the year to not go to the NBA in like decades because yeah. he's like, nah, I'm going to stay at Kentucky for $2 million. The Michigan big man, Hunter Dickinson, is staying yeah. at Michigan. He said there's no chance it would have happened without NIL. So this is where we are, Andrew. And I think we're there with some college football players, too. A lot to unpack here. And by the way, I've spent the last week, I have since I talked to you, I had my students in my class present on NIL, every one of them. And I'm getting papers on it. It's the topic in sports business, sports law, pro or, or college. Here's the deal. Uh, Supreme Court decision a year ago, education-related benefits can't be restricted. The NFL, I'm sorry, the NCAA threw up their hands. We're out. Like, because anything we do, you know my saying, there will be lawyers. So antitrust lawyers would, would challenge anything. So after preparing for NIL for two years, they, they threw up their hands. And now you know what happens when there's no regulation, when there's no one watching the hen house, when the cat's away, the mice will play. This is it. So it's supposed to be cute, right? And most NIL is, for lack of a better word, cute, right, Ross? It's a couple hundred bu bucks, Instagram out this product get some shoes, get some product. But then you have college football and basketball because there it's big time. And these collectives have changed the way you do business. Collectives are donor groups pooling their funds to let's, let's be real, to keep and retract football and basketball players. That's it. That's what they're there to do. Now, in the old days, SMU and, and these, you, know, you couldn't do that. <laughs> but now you can because you frame it as NIL and University of Texas pays 50,000 for each offensive lineman. I'm sure you love hearing that. What do they do? I don't know. They show up at, at charity functions. The only thing with NIL is you have to be a quid pro quo. You have to be doing something, but you know how that works. So how now it's all, as you talked about, this quarterback from California is going to get 8 million to go to Tennessee, 2 million a year. Uh, the, that Texas A&M recruiting class, supposedly they spent $20 million on the recruiting class. What is it? What is the end? Now we have reports that Congress is going to do something or Congress is going to look at it or leaders are going to – good luck. 
good luck putting the toothpaste back in the tube. I don't know where it ends. I do know boosters aren't supposed to pay for play. They're going to say we're not paying for play. Boosters aren't supposed to recruit. They're going to say we're not recruiting. We'll see where this goes. This was always going to be how it went down. Because even if even if they say it's not supposed to be an inducement, even they're going to say, well, all of our freshmen this year are getting X. Can't tell you to come and that, and that you'll get that if you come, but every single one of them's getting that. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, this was always how it was going to go down. How are they, how would they ever change that? How would you change it? I mean, I think you just talked about the guys that are saying, all right, what's the NIL package? Everyone's asking that now. So how does this not become pro sports? You have an idea? I, I don't I don't think it I don't think they can stop it now. Yeah. I don't think they can I, I don't think that there's any because there's no way, even if you say it can't be an inducement, there's no way I guess the one way you can stop it is you can't tamper. So you can't talk to kids that are on scholarship somewhere else. They gotta go in the portal first. So that's one thing you can probably do, but there's still back channels. There's still, I think what they really need to do is just have a better, for roster management, a better like time period. Like for lack of a better term, they have to have a free agency period. Yeah. They have to have like, because what's crazy right now is Andrew's like, it's not the NFL where there's 32 teams and there's a free agency period and there's contracts and there's a salary cap college football. There's hundreds of teams. Yeah. There's no salary cap. And I mean, I, I've heard multiple stories of kids that threatened to leave after the season. And so their schools gave them money to stay in December. Yeah. I know one kid that the school did that in December. He did it again in the spring. They gave him money to stay. They gave him money to stay for second semester, and at the end of second semester, he's like, "I need more, or I'll leave." Well, people say once these donor groups find out their investment's not good, they give a guy a million dollars. He's a backup. He doesn't play. The money will stop. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I think people will keep throwing money at players. It's an arms race, just like the coaches' salaries. Now it's an arms race to get the best players. And I'm glad it's going to the players as opposed to just ridiculous facilities or coaches getting more and more. I'm glad the players are getting money. I think it's great. If people are willing to pay, then that's what they're worth. The issue is just it, it it's kind of a mess right now. There, yeah. There's no – there needs to be more structure around it somehow. And, you know, I just saw this morning Ross Dellinger said – um, from Sports Illustrated, they're trying to, you know, enforce this tampering rule essentially. Yeah. That you can't talk to somebody who's on scholarship somewhere else, and that they're going to make it retroactive. So they're going to yeah. try to go yeah. after the schools that have been doing it. Um, I think that's a mess. I don't know if it's going to work. I do know, Andrew, you are the man. Uh, thank you for coming on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and having me on the Business of Sports Podcast. Thank you for coming on. And the last thing I say on NIL is, you know my catchphrase, 
There will be lawyers. There always are. There he is, Andrew Brandt. Absolutely t- love talking with my guy, Andrew, just like I love Athletic Greens. I know Andrew does as well. Huge Athletic Greens. I started taking it because everybody I talked to was taking it. It's been awesome for gut health, definitely more energy, and it's better for my immune system. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. I take it in the morning on an empty stomach because they said that's the best time to do it. It's lifestyle-friendly. I'd rather drink this and get my vegetables rather than taking a multivitamin. That that's just me, maybe. Um, you know, the the founder was spending a hundred dollars a day. This is only three dollars a day. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tux Takes. Hey, Ross, good morning. Let's start uh, with college football, as you and Andrew were talking about NIL. Uh, Jordan Addison, Pitt wide receiver, has entered the transfer portal. Right, so we didn't really, um, Andrew and I didn't really dive into that part of it. So if you're not familiar with him, I mean, I've had scouts tell me that when they were watching Kenny Pickett, they were blown away by Jordan Addison. He won the Bolitnikoff Award as the best wide receiver in college football over the two Ohio State kids, over Jamison Williams, over Drake London, over Jahan Dotson, to give you an idea of how good he is. And he's in the transfer portal, which means he can be contacted by any schools. I don't know who he has representing him, but yes, college football players can have representation now. And I don't know where he'll end up going. All kinds of rumors about USC and uh, multiple millions of dollars. Here's what I do think. I think he's going to go somewhere. And I think he's going to get a couple million dollars for one year of college football. I don't know if it'll be USC only because of this new thing that Ross Dellinger came out about retroactive. I think USC is probably scared that they could get busted now. And if they sign them, then they'd really be in trouble. If they let them go somewhere else now, if they don't bring them into USC, then maybe the NCAA doesn't come as hard on them. Just a thought, right? I think that's a possibility because if you're USC – is getting this one kid worth the NCAA maybe putting, you know, giving you sanctions or whatever? Tux takes. In order to uh, reduce helmet to helmet contact, uh, those guardian caps are going to be mandated by the NFL in training camp and preseason games. So, have you ever seen them, Brian? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, um, they're great. You know, I, I guess I saw where. Um, forget his name, Dr. Sills from the NFL, said that they have found, it's basically like a cushiony cap you wear on top of your helmet. It's basically like it absorbs 10 to 15% of the force of the hit to make the, you know, less force. And then 
So if you have it and the guy you're hitting has it, then that's you're multiplying. It's like 30% less force. So you almost wonder, Fry, if it's that great, if they're just going to keep doing it and um, and end up having it so that, you know, that's the standard, that everybody wears that on, on their helmets for games, for anything. Ducks takes. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle, signs a three-year, $51 million extension in Atlanta. Well, he's a terrific player. He is part of the solution, not part of the problem in Atlanta. I mean, he's their best player. A.J. Terrell's pretty good as well, but Grady Jarrett's their best player. Can't afford to not have him. You know, they want to start to build. I think 2023 will be a good year for them. And they they know they need a player like Grady Jarrett. Ducks takes. And finally, you and Andrew already touched on the international games that were announced. You want to go into more detail here? Well, so two things. Just a thought on Grady Jarrett, by the way. If they realize there's going to be a couple years away, this also gives them the ability to trade Grady Jarrett. Now, I don't know that they will, but this gives them, you know, they have him under contract for longer to be able to trade him. As far as the international games, so week 11, Monday Night Football is Niners-Cardinals. Week 10 in Germany, Seahawks-Bucks. And then in London, Vikings-Saints week 4, Giants-Packers week 5, Broncos-Jags week 8. ESPN Plus exclusive, which is interesting. So uh, obviously they're they're paying a lot for that. So um, I love it. I mean, you guys know how I feel. First of all, I know we have a lot of international listeners. I love all of you. Speaking of love, by the way, I love all of you, but I really love UFOs. I mean, I'm obsessed at this point. They make active recovery footwear, shoes, slides, boots, and clogs, all designed with their proprietary UFOM technology and patented footbed to help you recover faster and feel better. I don't, I, I'm actually amazed that something like this hasn't come out earlier. It almost feels like, um, like almost like a, it's almost like a mattress. It's almost like, uh, I don't want to say a name brand because then they won't like it. I don't know if they like it or not, but like, think of like those, foam mattresses it's like that but for your foot so it's nice and cushy and soft and also like forms to your foot a little bit it separates ufos from any other cushioned or performance footwear brands i'm ufos for life i wear the clogs i wear the slides in the house i wear the flops out of the house like, I am a big-time UFOs guy. Please. It's not just for athletes, though. Construction workers, nurses, whatever. You're on your feet? Get some UFOs. You will be so happy that you do. Speaking of so happy, just to finish up the international games thing, Brian. I know we have a lot of international fans. I want them to get good football. I want our German fans to get Brady. I know we have a lot of folks in the UK that listen or watch the show, Australia as well. 
Uh, maybe not Germans if they don't, because I don't speak German. I don't know. It's interesting. Australia, you know, the people that are speak English, um, we have a lot of Australia listeners, a lot of UK listeners. Scotland, love it. Um, very, very cool. But anyway, I'm, I'm pumped. You know, Andrew's right. Football's not as popular overseas as basketball is. And basketball's awesome, but it's not football. I mean, take it from a guy that played both his whole life. It's just not the same. Can't wait for next week. Got some good guests cooked up for you guys. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, and Evergreen Economics. Fun week. Check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, College Draft. We'll be back probably Sunday night. I sorted that with Bri right now. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.